0: Hi, it's Andrea and Marian, the sister tipsters. We're two moms, wives and sisters juggling work kids and all the challenges life throws our way. We're here to encourage everyone to move their body for at least 10 minutes a day while learning tips for navigating life. Take the time to improve your health and grow your mind. Now let's get moving. All right, we're back again. It's time to hit play. We had paused our conversation from last week and this is a continuation. We're just going to jump right back in to where we were um, and get, get talking about these topics that we wish you didn't need to talk about, but we're going to.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I'm I'm probably going to lead into a, a different um, conversation here, but <laughs> I'm going to say it too. And that goes for when kids are at activities, when they're at a friend's house, when they're at school, like if they're not comfortable with something, they can say, reminding our kids that like, even at school, you can say, no, I'd like to like check that with my parent. And, and I know that's like a hard one because there's certain things like in class, they could be saying that to a teacher and stuff, but say they get in trouble or say they're sick at school reminding them that when they're going to those kind of extra services or if they get in trouble and they're in the principal's office, they can say, you know, I I would like to have my parents here um, or I'd like to call my parents. I'm uncomfortable. And that, you know, that's someone who's important in a child's life and they should be okay saying, okay, then we'll get your parent on the phone, even if they've got to be there for the conversation or whatever. But, um, you know, in, in any situation, reminding kids that you can always say, all right, cool. Then I just want to check with my parents. Like, I want to call them. Um,
0: and that should be acceptable. That's a good one. I didn't think about, I didn't think about it for school. That's definitely, that's definitely a good one. So um, I'll have to remember that. So, I know. I, you know, I also, the other thing that I had, the conversation with my kid is like outside of rides, like talking to them of like okay something goes wrong you're in a situation that's bad something that's dangerous you're hurt you need help whatever the scenario is you you, there is some stranger that's following you you're biking home from school who are adults that are safe to go to or places that are safe havens um so we kind of ran over like a few things you know okay crossing guards they're there to help if you go to them and ask for help they should be able to get you help the police should you know, if you're playing outside the school and something like go back in the school if something's wrong, um, family members. And then I think like you got to identify friends or neighbors that you would include, you know, in this, if, you know, even like, it's silly stuff, but like, you know, my one son sometimes gets home from school before us because he bikes home. Well, if he gets home and he finds a situation that doesn't seem right, or, you know, he's uncomfortable with like, where can he go? Which neighbors are okay to go to? Who can he ask for, for help? And I think you've got to, Kind of line up those things. You hope you never need them, but talk through them so your kids have an idea of what to do or maybe like a plan of where to go. And I'm totally neglectful on this, like you should have, and my one aunt says it all the time like you should have an emergency plan for a fire and sounds ridiculous since I've had a fire that we don't have like a great we've talked through it a little it's just not my favorite conversation I know that sounds like so wrong but um but you should have a plan like if if there's a fire in your house you know you're leaving your house and where do you go where's your meeting place um and I think that that's like something that you know again you make that plan you talk about what to do and that way, hopefully you never need it. But in those situations, your kids know what to do and what to fall back on.
1: Yeah, and we've actually had that conversation because of your fire. And we talk a lot. And and you know, we don't live near family now. So it's important for me to make sure that my kids know who they can trust and who they can go to when they're various places. Um, and so we've like pinpointed different neighbors and and neighbors who I know maybe don't work. So they would be home at odd times, like with the kids or, you know, anything like kind of pinpointing different people for different reasons. Um, but we do, we have like a meeting point. There's a, I don't even know, I think like a utility pole or something like that. That's like our, on the other side of our next door neighbor's property. And so my kids always say like, <laughs> they they know that um, <laughs> spot and they know that that's like kind of our our meeting spot if something's going on in the house to get away from the house. Um, so because of you, we've had that conversation.
0: <laughs> so glad I could help. I know, I know. <laughs> I think I probably did I think I probably did spawn that conversation for a lot of other people. Yes. Um, probably, it's probably. not that I don't think about it, but yeah, maybe yeah. maybe I gotta get back to like a real good plan. So yeah. And I try to remind my kids
1: too with going to activities or to school, like you said about going back into the school. Don't leave where there are lots of people like don't like if you're thinking oh I should be getting picked up like where's my parent don't wander away from where the meeting spot is and where people are so you know I'll say to my kids like I've got a swimmer if you come to the door and you don't see my car go back in the building do not stand outside on the curb (laughs) waiting for me go back in where there's people same thing with like you know soccer field stay where there's lights. stay where there's coaches even if it's not your coach Stay where there's a team stay on the field. don't go walking up and down the side or out to the parking lot um one because it just makes it harder to find each other then um so it just keeps one you know meeting spot but two like stay where there are people so that if you're left and an adult's leaving, they know that you're still there waiting because I've waited for other kids' parents and other kids have other parents have waited when I was late to pick up a kid and it's like if you wander away, they don't even know you're there so, Um, just, you know, for having someone to help stay where the people are and where the building is or where the lights are and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, we've talked about that too, like a recently with swim practice coming out. It's dark, it's cold. We meet usually at the bike rack right along the road, but we had the same conversation. You come out, you don't see me there, you're not comfortable staying there, you're cold. This is the plan, you go right back in the building. And unfortunately, we did have a soccer practice one time that I showed up with, I showed up for at night and the lights were all off. And so we've talked through that situation too, like who it's safe to stay with, the fact that the adults should stay there with you. It's not that then the coach you know necessarily should be like oh I'm just gonna take you back to my house it's you know it's no we're gonna stay here and wait for your parent and that should be kind of the the procedure so it's good to talk through those things all right I'm gonna just I just want to drag my feet but the next the next topic is touching privates and this one I'm still like kind of working through how to keep having these conversations with my kids but I think it's important to explain to them what their privates are teach them the correct words for them that they belong to them and that people shouldn't be touching them unless and then I think you got to go into like the situations you know if if you're going to the doctor and the doctor asks you know permission of parents there, like that then they should be able to touch and look at your privates to examine them you know if something was wrong and and you know my daughter just said to me this morning like mom it hurts me a little bit here you know can you take a look and you know I tell her, okay I'm gonna look at your privates I'm gonna touch you know check them and touch them and check And see that everything's okay and explain that those situations are okay and explain the ones that, you know, that aren't and and kind of, I don't know, what else do you have to add about that one, (laughs) Mary? Can Uh, you tell I don't like it? I'm like, oh, it's just a hard one to like, and to navigate, I think.
1: I know. And it's even been hard um, with the different ages. Like, I think because of the ages of our kids, we're going from, you know, maybe there's more people changing their diaper, like a grandparent or an aunt and uncle or whoever changing a kid's diaper or like maybe helping them in the bathroom to then the age where like the kids can do it themselves. And then you're like, okay, but now some of those people that before maybe change your diaper, they can't now. And so maybe it'll get easier as our kids (sighs) kind of all get into that stage. And then it's like, okay, nobody needs to be seeing your privates. Nobody. (laughs) Um, but we're kind of at that weird part where it's like different with different kids. And so I just keep trying to tell my daughter, like you're older now, it's different. Like no one needs to be seeing your privates. Um, but I actually appreciate our our pediatrician does this every time um, they go for their annual visit. He'll go through like a whole spiel and he'll say like, okay, I need to check you. This is okay because your parent's there. I'm going to ask your parent like, is it okay? And then I have to respond yes. And then he'll say to the kids like, is it okay if I check you? This is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. Um, and so... Yeah. I think that's been really nice. So even reminding your kids that like if in if it's an adult like they're going to they need to tell you what's going on and why it's going on and if you're not comfortable with it it stops and that's it. Um and so like yeah. you said about your daughter like she asked. Um and so she asked you, you know, it, it they, the kids have to know that they've got to be comfortable. It's got to be something that they're okay with. Um Yeah. Otherwise I don't know. I feel like it's an <laughs> It's another, yeah. uh, all of these, com- all these topics, I think we've both been like, oh, like it's just,
0: Yeah. they're all, yeah. they're all hard. But you have to have the conversations. I mean, I think even regarding like privates, I took my daughter to go swimming this morning and we're in the women's locker room getting changed afterwards and like trying to teach them to like. Okay, so obviously not with like touching, but just like seeing private. It's like, okay, so, you know, you want to cover up, here's comfort level. But then I also was like, it's okay. Like you're, if somebody sees like your butt, like it's all right, you're in the women's locker room. Like, you know, nobody should be staring, nobody should be touching, but like you can get changed. It's like, that's a safe place to get changed. So it is, it's, you know, you got to just, have these conversations explain I think lead by example and you hope they figure it out because then the next thing I want to talk about which I'm like you got to explain and protect your older kids is taking naked pictures um Mm. I think older kids don't understand the seriousness of this and like whether you take a naked picture of yourself or someone else and then texting it and sending it and oh man I mean they just can get in so much you know that's distribution of child pornography if they're under age that's that mm-hmm. is a serious offense. And I think that, you know, I just hear about teenagers on these text strings with their friends and doing like absurd things. So I think you gotta explain to that and understand that, you know, you put these things in writing, you put the pictures, you put them out there, whether you think that they go fast, it's like Snapchat or any of these things, like, nope, it's out there. People can screenshot it, they can share it. Um, and you can get yourself into some pretty big trouble. So I think I think that's another conversation you gotta have.
1: <laughs> yes, and even reminding, I mean, something that we learned when we were little like you put it in writing it's out there for anybody to see it's no longer private but reminding kids these days in writing means actual writing on a paper and it means Mm. digital that that both of those count you're putting it down you're putting it in a place that anyone else can take it and distribute it and so um you got to just remember anything you say and do would you be okay if this was, you know, on the front page of the newspaper, would you be okay, if your parents saw this, would you be okay, if it was shown to the entire school, you know, things like that, like think, it's, it's beyond just the person you're, you're sending it to. Um, And so it's not just, you know, naked pictures, it's what you're saying about people yeah. to people and and any other photos even about if, yourself, all correct, of it. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Ugh, I know these are all difficult topics and topics we've, uh, you know, been been dreading having to talk about, but they're important. Um, I'm going to throw in just as like one final tip that a friend of mine gave me recently or within the last few months. Um, And she is a parent of older kids than mine, um, but still like school age kids, high school, middle school, college, that kind of thing. Um, And she said what she has found over the years, and I think it's actually a tip that she got from somebody and then that kind of stuck with her but she has found that like the most important and most telling conversations that she's had with her kids have always happened at bedtime. And she's so she said, you know your Don't knee-jerk say reaction. it's true. I know I know, right? Like when you're trying to rush, and you're trying to get your kids to bed and you're like, you and gotta you're to go to sleep., yeah, you're exhausted. <laughs> They're exhausted. And she said it's like your knee-jerk reaction is to be like, okay, you gotta go to bed. like you gotta stop talking, you gotta go to bed. And I know we've said that in our house. and she's like, for some reason, it's like they just start talking. She's like, you'll ask them about their day when they come home from school. You'll talk about it at dinner. You'll talk about it in the car. She's like, they won't say anything. And then suddenly they start talking at bedtime. And so that's been her one thing that's kind of stuck in the back of her head. And she said, it's something she's always like shared with people, other parents along the way of saying like, let those conversations happen at bedtime because your kids will be like a little bit more, um, little bit more sharing at that point in time. And you might get little tidbits that'll tip you off if something good or bad is going on or something questionable, something that you need more information on. Um, So she said, you know, her, her tip is always to just let the conversation happen and to not, um,
0: not force them to go to bed right away. So I know Mm. that's not, I know it's it's like, you you just want to send them to bed, but Yes. But it's good to hear. And I think we all need reminders to just keep talking all the time and keep listening. And I think it's so easy to get caught up in like, oh, got to get the laundry done. Got to get this done. And it's like, no we got to be there for those moments that's that's what it's about so I need that reminder I think we all we all need that reminder right yes absolutely all right well I certainly don't think that we've covered everything and I think this conversation is just beginning um, but this is one we need to keep having with each other and with our kids and it's it's new territory for us I've definitely had my head in the sand with some of this but I'm forcing it out and I thank the experienced parents around me who've shared with me and now it's time for us to share so we're asking you to share with us as well we all need to work together and i I sometimes hate this saying that it takes a village but i think it often does and there's certain things that it might be nice to not learn firsthand in life absolutely and a
1: lot of these topics and a lot of these conversation starters that we've you know shared here are ones that were shared with us um and so we'd encourage all of you, if you have other conversation topics for us, please, please, please send them over to us, drop us an email, sister at gmail.com, leave us a comment on our Instagram page at sister underscore tipsters, you know, send up a flag, whatever you got to do sh- to share those with us. We would love to hear them. We'd love to share them on a future episode because we think it's important for everybody out there to be having these conversations. But for now, though. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Sister Tipsters podcast with your hosts, Andrea and Marian. And if you enjoyed this episode, maybe not the topics, but you think it's as important as we think it is, please share it with two of your friends, maybe those other parents or parents-to-be can drop us a rating, even post about it on social media. Come back next week to join us for another episode of the Sister Tipsters podcast.